Hi, I'm Vivian. And I'm Jason. And this is Burger of the Week. Each episode, we discuss an installment of a Fox animated series, Bob's Burgers, and we create a themed burger based on the episode. Today, we're talking about Season 3, Episode 17, Two for Tina. It was written by Scott Jacobson, directed by Wes Archer, and it aired March 17th, 2013. Do you think Scott Jacobson is related to the very attractive Miss Jacobson in this episode? He would be so lucky. (laughs) The store next door was Fern Baby Fern, a discount fern store. It's good. I like like it. So what constitutes a discount fern? Uh, Are they a little brown and wilty? (laughs) Oh, uh, yeah, maybe they're not doing so great. I know very little about plants, so I'm not sure that I would know the difference. (laughs) The exterminator van was Vermin's Head Pest Control, which is a reference I don't get. So that one was lost on me. I thought of King's Head Island, which is a place in the show, but I think it's actually a reference to a different show. That's very possible. Yeah. I have no idea. Mm Mm-hmm. And we only had one burger of the day. It was the Chili Rello No You Didn't Burger and Chili Rellinos. I'm not saying that right at all. Definitely not. Rella No You Didn't Burger. <laughs> um, Chili Rellinos is a Mexican stuffed pepper recipe. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, a jalapeno popper is a very like watered down um, North American style of that. Oh. Yeah. The, um, cause there, it, it could be any type of pepper. It could be a poblano, it could be a jalapeno, it could be oh. anything. And then you just stuff it with cheese or meat and coat it with like an egg batter and then deep fry it. Hmm. You've had these before? No. Oh. It looks delicious though. Oh, okay. <laughs> I looked at many pictures of it. <laughs> Wishing you could have some. <laughs> I've had the version that's not deep fried. Mm. So I've had the pepper stuffed with the cheese or the meat. Mm-hmm. And those are good, although the the pepper is kind of not as crunchy. Mm. If it's not deep fried, the deep frying keeps the crunchiness. Right. Okay. Yeah. We had a notable guest actor in this episode. We had Ben Schwartz playing Josh, and I loved him. I love when Ben Schwartz shows up in anything. And I have a little bit of trivia for this episode. This was our first mention of Little King Trashmouth. And the beginning of Linda's obsession with the raccoons in the alley. (laughs) Creating little storylines for them. (laughs) Yeah, Teddy hasn't gotten in on it yet, but he will. Mm -hmm. And it is our first appearance of Jen, the Belcher's babysitter, whenever Tina can't babysit. And at this point, she's not babysitting yet. So, Mm -hmm. but she'll get there too. (laughs) Jen is so funny. She's really weird and very obviously uncomfortable about everything. I don't think she likes children very much. Yeah. All I remember (laughs) is one episode later on where she says she can babysit and then you find out that she's actually not even in the country and she just forgot that she was traveling. Yeah, she's not. So Linda calls her and is like, why are you here? She's like, oh, I'm not. I'm I'm away. I'm sorry. I forgot. (laughs) Oh, Jen. I remember her little knuckleless finger (laughs) and the way that she ends up saying microwave. 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 Terrible. (laughs) All right, so let's do our episode summary. 
The school dance is coming up, and Tina is excited to go with Jimmy Jr. Bob admits that he's never been to a school dance. His kids aren't surprised. Linda is duty-bound to make sure he gets to experience one, even if it means chaperoning the dance at Wagstaff. When Tina asks Jimmy Jr. if he wants to go with her, he says he's going to wait and see who else asks him so he can weigh his options. On her way home from school, she runs into Josh, an old fling from her past. He's a dancer who attends the Performing Arts High School and asks Tina to go to his school dance. Suddenly, Tina has two options and delights in making Jimmy Jr. jealously try to win her favor so she'll go to the dance with him. Tina chooses Josh, and in desperation, Jimmy Jr. hires Louise and Jean to help get her to change her mind. During the dance at Josh's school, Jimmy Jr., Zeke, Louise, and Jean barge into the gymnasium and challenge Josh to a dance-off to win the right to dance with Tina. Finally, Tina suggests they form a triangle, and they can all dance with each other. Josh and Jimmy Jr. aren't into it, and she ends up having nobody to dance with. Wah wah. Encouraging Bob to get the full middle school dance experience, Linda hires a limo to take them to the dance. She causes drama by pretending to be insulted that Bob thinks Mrs. Jacobson is attractive. And then they get drunk on schnapps. Mrs. Jacobson kicks them out. And here is where we end our episode. With a drunken Bob and Linda. Being escorted out by two kids. (laughs) Oh, so fun. Such fun. (laughs) So, Jason, what do you think of this episode? Um, I don't really like it. I mean, there's there's moments of it that I really like. There's a lot of great lines. There's a lot of great moments. But I don't like Tina-centric episodes because I don't like Tina. <laughs> it's just so... It's such opposite reactions. I know. Like, it's... I love this episode. It's one of the ones I always think about. It's like up there with, oh, man, Topsy mm-hmm. for me, for sure. <laughs> I just think this one's so funny. I don't know. It's just Tina's so uncomfortable to watch for me. Uh, I just don't like her. <laughs> I yeah. don't like it when it focuses on her. And it sucks because I kind of feel the same way about Jean episodes where they're just focusing on Jean. And there's not a lot of them, but... Uh, Between the two. Yeah, I think I don't think they can <laughs> carry episodes by themselves. Uh, I think they really need the three of them to just really go hard. Mm. so disagree yeah absolutely but there's there's definitely moments that i love and i get a lot of laughs and yeah okay so is there anything in particular about this episode that you don't like other than the fact that it's tina centric like is there anything specific about tina's story um not really i mean she kind of turns into jimmy jr Mm. halfway through and that's kind of the point like the parallels there, like, she's doing exactly what Jimmy Jr. was doing. Mm-hmm. Stringing on the boys. <laughs> yeah. I really like this episode. I think it's a lot of fun. It reminds me why I do not like Jimmy Jr. And I do not think that Tina should like Jimmy Jr. But, you know, I think we all had that phase of liking somebody who's not very nice. So, mm-hmm. I get it. I don't approve, but I get it. <laughs> and also that moment of... Someone's asking me to the dance, mm. but maybe someone else will too. Mm. Maybe the person that I really like will ask me. So I don't think that Jimmy Jr. has a crush on anybody. I think he's just really happy, unless we're talking about Zeke. But <laughs> I think he's just happy to have anybody like him. Mm-hmm. And then so the possibility that someone doesn't like him 
even if it's Tina, who he doesn't like, it's just, it's too much for him, right? Yeah, he can't handle that, like, wait, what? Because is he even Mr. Popular at this point? He's not. How could he be? Look at him. He thinks he is, and that's, that's what's so fun about Jimmy Jr. He thinks he's amazing at everything, and everybody wants him because he's so talented. And I wonder where he got that from, because (laughs) his dad is clearly the exact same. Jimmy and his dad are just, they're very full of themselves. What happened to Andy and Ollie? They're around. But like, do they completely (laughs) miss that confidence gene? I think so. Well, no, they have confidence. That's true. They do. They have way too much unfounded confidence. Exactly. That entire family has a lot of unearned confidence. That's just who they are. But Andy and Ollie are nice to people and to each other. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Jr. and Jimmy Pesto, not so much. Right. So, yeah. (laughs) He basically, I just watched this episode and I'm like, oh, I just want to like throw spaghetti at your face. You know? (laughs) You have strong feelings about Jimmy Jr. Every time he shows up and is acting like a jerk towards Tina. I'm annoyed with him. I don't like him acting like a jerk. I don't. Don't get why Tina likes him so much when he treats her this way. And I get annoyed when Linda doesn't immediately call it out. Like, Bob is the one who calls it out in this episode saying, he gave you a maybe? Like, when's he going to give you a solid answer? And go with the guy who's not stringing you along and Mm -hmm. all this stuff. So I just get frustrated with him. Yeah, afterwards, (laughs) Linda does say, you know, a yes is better than a maybe. Mm -hmm. So she's also on on Bob's team, but she's not. Initially, she's like, all right, my maybe baby. Yeah. So. Yeah, not so great. She's just trying to be encouraging. Yeah. And Tina doesn't seem upset about it. So Linda's like, you know what? Fine. I don't want to create a bad uh, environment. Like, uh, I don't want to let Tina know that this isn't good if she doesn't see it. So I don't want to create these bad feelings in her if Tina doesn't have them in there initially. Yeah, but I think you should be teaching your kids what's acceptable and how people should be treating you. Right. But I mean, they don't they wait. don't see everything that happens. They just know that he gave her a maybe, which is not good. Yeah. Do you wait until the lesson is learned after the dance or do you tell her before? It's it's really tough. Like I can't I can't really put myself in Linda's shoes until I'm a parent. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's that's hard. True. Another reason why I like this episode is that we get just like a fun romantic comedy trope. It's very popular in romantic comedies for one character to have two love interests. Mm -hmm. And there's almost always this like obviously better choice, which we get with Josh here. And this kind of terrible guy that the person is actually, you know, usually in love with. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's fun because we're getting to see Tina kind of play with that. And she does keep rejecting Jimmy Jr. Like when he comes for the dance off, She's already made her choice. She is at the dance with Josh. Yeah, her lips are ready. Yeah, and she has been told to put him down, which, no thank you. She can kiss whoever she wants. So. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. it's very much like a Bridget Jones diary situation. Yeah, so it's it's fun for for all of those reasons. I like it for that. Uh, And the lengths that people go to. Plus, I just love Josh. I think he's a fun character. I'm sad that he's not a regular Mm -hmm. but i understand why they're not going to give tina like a proper steady boyfriend at this age it kind of takes away a lot of possible stories Mm -hmm. so 
Tina's apparently logged over 3,000 fantasy hours with Jeju. Oh my god. So she's beginning to sound a little bit like Abed from Community. She's got her own little <laughs> dreamatorium set up and... <laughs> oh man, that sunk cost fallacy, eh? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I've spent so much time. I can't just give it up now. Even though he's clearly not very nice to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you mentioned earlier that you feel like Tina can't carry a story by herself. But I like that everyone's story in this episode revolves around the dance, right? Yeah. So the parents are chaperoning the dance, plus Bob's, you know, past trauma with the school dance. And... So traumatic. <laughs> well, it would be very embarrassing. It could be very hurtful. And Jean and Louise helping Jimmy Jr. Like, everyone is in the same story and yeah. i like that we're not doing like a b story where oh absolutely. You know, bob and linda are trying to rob a meat vendor i don't know whatever <laughs> but <laughs> we have something that's on theme you know on the dance theme for everybody yeah it's very much similar to the last episode we had topsy where everyone's mm-hmm. story even though they're somewhat independent they're all revolving around the same thing and they all kind of end up in the same situation yeah. Even all... though Bob and Linda don't end up at the same dance, they still <laughs> yeah. end up at a school dance. Yes. So, Jason, what were your school dances like? They were very popular. Like, it was a huge deal. Mm. We had, I went to a school that was K to six. So, you weren't allowed to go to the dances until you were in grade four. Okay. So, up until grade four, Whenever the dances were going on, which were in the middle of the day because we were still young. They didn't have them like at night. Mm. So you come back to school and go to the... No, it was like, I don't know, from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. So it was like... Right at the end of the day. Yeah, it was the last hour and a bit. But as a kid, you knew there was a dance going on because the gym doors were locked. You could see little sparkles of light. You could hear music coming from them. Mm. So as a kid, you're like, you're going past, you're trying to peek open the door to see who's dancing with who and who is getting close and is anybody's <laughs> hands on anybody else's waist and like it was a huge deal it was so cute like thinking back how juvenile it all was and how much of a big deal it was right but then of course we went to my next school which was k to eight but we were only there for two years so seven to eight and again those were huge deals because the eight the eighth graders were the king of the school so Mm. big deal there and then of course high school happens 9 to 12 and that's when the dances got a little bit crazy oh so our dances were actually banned after grade 9 for me so I didn't get another dance until grade 12 because in grade 9 there were people that brought booze and people were drunk on the dance floor and some people threw up and so like Bob and Linda in this episode. Exactly. <laughs> so our dances were banned, and then we didn't get them back until grade 12. Wow, that so, kind of stinks. Yeah, a little bit. But I was kind of over it at that point. Mm, okay. I didn't really have too many people to go with. I just went with my friends, and of course we all went stag, like, oh. like Zeke. So you never asked a girl to go to the dance with you? No. And our dances weren't like that. Mm. Like, you don't... The only people going with somebody else were the people who were dating other people. Right. So there were hundreds of people in our grades. So our entire grade 9 to 12 was probably like three or 400 people. And they were all possibly going. 
Mm, so okay. everyone is kind of like, y'all go, y'all show up single and you just <laughs> find whoever you can to dance with. And so. And maybe Becky will be here and you can finally exactly, kiss her. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So what about you? I know your school is a little bit smaller. Uh, much smaller. We did not have dances in elementary school. Oh, no. Um, not that I can remember anyway. We might have had some, but if we did, they were like during the day and very, very tame. Um, very vanilla. Yeah, very like, oh, here's just a gymnasium full of kids and they're kind of just doing their thing. Oh, like, yeah, let's put on Macarena. Let's yeah. put on some Spice Girls. Yeah, and, like, yeah. It, it was basically gym class with the lights slightly dimmed. <laughs> gym teacher is the DJ. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> And then in high school, I went to a very small high school with about 200 people from grade seven to grade 12. Um, And we had school dances and it was just, it started to get a little almost incestuous at some point because it was just so little people going that by the end of it, you're like, ugh. I feel like everyone in this room has dated everybody else in this room. (laughs) That's just not great. Um... I never went to dances with anybody. I didn't ask people to go to dances. Mm. I almost did one time, but a friend of mine asked the boy I wanted to go with right before me. I told her that she could because I thought he would say no. And then he didn't. So it was fine. (laughs) Um, But yeah, high school dances were kind of ridiculous and a lot of like, oh, I like this guy and I want to see if I can dance with him. But... So, and they were always drama filled, completely drama filled. All, most of the dances were like half and half. You spent them in the dance, like hall, and then in the bathroom with friends talking about who's dancing with who (laughs) and how this guy didn't ask my friend to dance and she's upset about this. They were honestly so much drama. It was ridiculous, but very fun at the time right yeah like thinking back to those type of scenarios it's kind of fun like i think i miss that a little bit Mm. there's so much going on so many different groups and cliques they're all trying to do the same thing everybody Mm. is all banding together no matter what group of people you're with whatever you're all trying to dance with somebody you have a crush on yeah and we're all banded together in a common theme. <laughs> and that's kind of great. Like, that's one point in high school when everybody is there for the singular purpose. Yes, very true. Oh, goodness. I don't remember having parent chaperones ever, though. I think they were always teachers. Yes. And uh, there were some songs that, looking back, were definitely kind of inappropriate for a Catholic school dance. <laughs> like... I know you don't really know this song, but I'm sure that someone in our audience does. The, from the window to the wall to the sweat drip down my, you mm-hmm. know. That song played at every school dance of mine. <laughs> and it's not an- But it was probably <laughs> yeah. edited. It prob- Radio friendly. The message was still there, though. You don't think that there was a giant circle of people- Shouting the right shouting lyrics. Shouting yeah. the proper lyrics? Yeah, there was. Absolutely. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I'm way too much grinding. So much more than ever necessary. <laughs> oh, but yeah, this episode does kind of remind me of those like sometimes fun, sometimes kind of painful memories of high school and middle school. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, intermediate grades as we call them here. But yeah, 
<laughs> so near the end when Tina goes with Josh to his school of performing arts dance and they go into the the gymnasium and there's all those dancers and how intimidating is that like I went to a club with a bunch of people who were in uh, performing arts school mm-hmm. and they were all dancers and let me tell you it is super <laughs> intimidating because as a non-classically trained dancer <laughs> And someone just generally not that comfortable with dancing. (laughs) Being surrounded by dozens of these professionals, like, hopping around, doing spins and flips and throwing people all over the place. I mean, I'm exaggerating slightly. Just slightly, ever so much. But still, it's like, oh, I can't even step one little foot on the floor or else I'm going to make a fool of myself. Yeah, I think that's when drinking comes in handy because you don't care that much afterwards. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Oh, goodness. We don't really have those, right? I don't think in our city we have a performing arts school or like a high school dedicated to performing arts. No, we have very specific like school of dance, but not like an actual high school. Yeah, and I feel like that might be more prevalent in the United States, perhaps, Mm. like actual schools focused on that kind of thing, or like tech schools or something like that, where you're in that in high school, Mm -hmm. which is just a foreign concept to me. So it it was a little harder to understand. But I like that we can see the difference visually between the performing arts school and Wagstaff. Like, Wagstaff's dance, it's in a gym, you can clearly see gym equipment, there's, you know... (laughs) little decor everybody's dressed kind of casual the lights are up pretty high uh and then at the performing arts school it's in this like nice hall with this giant window there's no tacky decor everyone's wearing um you know kind of like semi-formal stuff there's Mm -hmm. a actual dj who's got tattoos Tattoos, and stuff which was pretty cool so it was a very different vibe i got the feeling that josh is older than tina like he might be in grade nine or something whereas Mm. she's in grade seven so yeah it reminded me a lot of well that type of school reminds me a lot of like juilliard or something like that (laughs) or in like save the last dance yeah (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely so i love zeke in this episode zeke in Mm -hmm. almost every episode he's in is like he's such a great wingman he really is he loves jimmy jr's pursuits like he just encourages him a hundred percent always helping whenever he can he's even putting jimmy jr's legs in the right position to leg lock him (laughs) when he's trying to impress (laughs) tina and like oh yeah he's he's such a great we should all be so lucky to have a friend like zeke (laughs) oh tina doesn't think so (laughs) no another thing that i like in this episode is that we get a little bit of insight into Tina's past romantic life uh, with Roberto, her paper mache boyfriend. Um, also, Jean's <laughs> boyfriend, clearly. <laughs> uh, this isn't going to be Tina's only non corporeal boyfriend. We get the ghost boyfriend in the mm-hmm. later seasons, which is kind of fun. We have a lot of like roasting Bob really hard in this episode. Even yeah. Tina gets in on it. Which is unusual. Yeah. Uh, Maybe we can do something about that hair. Did you wash it? Like, no, not great. Um, We have Josh being a completely terrible flirt with the, well, that was only a stool sample. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I like that. He's just like Tina. She's a terrible flirt. He's a terrible flirt. They're meant to be. He should come back and they can get married. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I think it has one of your favorite lines. Ugh, can't afford real yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Let's have a reservation at the frozen yogurt stand. <laughs> Can't even go far, really. <laughs> oh my god. It's so good. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, that song that Jimmy Jr. sings. Mm-hmm. The Tina song. Yep. Which is a parody of a Nat King Cole song. Yeah. I didn't know that. L-O-V-E. Yeah. L is for the way you look. At me. They have that song playing at the end-ish of Parent Trap. Okay. So with Lindsay Lohan? Yeah. Nice. When Great movie. Dennis Quaid is here. Dennis Quaid is here. <laughs> Dennis Quaid wants coffee. <laughs> when Dennis Quaid and whoever plays the mom are uh, finally on a boat to be together forever. And that is is what I think of every single time I hear that song. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the broken telephone yes, that we get. Yes, that is really funny. With the horse costume, the I love hay and Seattle has drugs. <laughs> so, so that's where they have drugs. <laughs> oh, goodness. So oh, Tina. It's not just one place. Yes. <laughs> and my favorite thing, I think, is that we get a twist on the classic romantic comedy ending when <laughs> tina tries to attempt polyamory good job tina you tried but it uh didn't work <laughs> no not so much yeah <laughs> but it seems like jimmy jr and josh are fine with going off and doing their own thing having a little dance off by themselves yeah and it was nice josh said you know if you ever decide that you want to just date me then give me a call. But then Jimmy Jr. being classic dirtbag is like, I don't even remember what I'm here for. <laughs> because of course he doesn't. Yeah, so. because as soon as Josh isn't interested, he just... Yeah. He loses His obsession interest. was yeah. with Josh. So yes. It was about They're being... perfect for each other. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So should we jump into our burgers? Can you imagine how many sweatpants they'd have in that house? So many leggings. So many dance pants. <laughs> Let's go to our burgers, yes. <laughs> How many did you come up with this week? I barely came up with two. Oh, yeah. It I, was a struggle. I had a hard time, too. I came up with three, but I'm pretty sure they're all bad and not in a good way. Not like good, bad, just bad, bad. So my first one is Peas a Crowd. <laughs> ah, bravo. I told you it was bad. <laughs> okay, so I'm assuming there's, what, peas on it? Yeah, let's just go with there's fresh peas on this burger. Okay, lovely. <laughs> I'd still eat it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you would. <laughs> I don't think that's any better than... I think that's actually better than both of mine. <laughs> okay. Um, Two for tuna? It's <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. It's a half beef and half tuna burger. <laughs> half beef, half tuna, all burger. Ew, that sounds disgusting. I know. I don't eat meat, but that sounds gross. I know. Okay. Tuna burgers exist, but I don't think they're supposed to be paired with beef burgers. Oh my god. Okay. Two for tuna. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. 
My second two for two on the Santa. <laughs> <laughs> you went for the most obvious one. The name of the episode is two for two. I know. That was okay. my second burger because I was struggling with it. I'm like, okay, have one, but what am I going to do for two? <laughs> okay. So my second burger is Save the Last Ranch Burger. Aww. It's kind of tough. A little bit. It's like a, I don't know. I guess there are recipes online where you can put like seasoning packages of like Hidden Valley Ranch in your burger and then it makes it a ranch burger. So that's what it would be. Okay. <laughs> I'm imagining like a full dressing packet. On the burger, so as soon as you bite down, it explodes in Ew. your mouth, and it's like, ah, surprise ranch! <laughs> it's injected with ranch in the middle. Right. Oh, yeah. that's like disgusting. a jelly donut. I do not but... like ranch, so this is just like really gross for me. <laughs> All right, my second burger is the Nutcracker fillet. <laughs> oh my god! You know, ballet fillet. Yeah. That's that's all that's, I get. That's pretty bad. Although it sounds like a tasty burger. Okay. Cook the steaks in a mix of finely chopped onions, cashews, almonds, and walnuts, Ooh. and pecans. Place the fillet on your buns, and then drizzle with the onion and nut mixture on top. That sounds amazing. I know, right? That sounds amazing. <laughs> okay. My third one is Sister Chives Burger. Sister Chives? Yeah, like Sister Wives. <laughs> what does that have to do with the dance? <laughs> because... Louise says at the end, sorry, you couldn't get Jimmy Jr. and Josh to be your sister wives. You're really, you're really <laughs> yeah, reaching on that I one. I really am. I'm grasping at straws here. Okay. It would be two sliders. Oh, cute. Not three? <laughs> no. One of them would be two. They're your sisters. Slightly plain. Two sister wives. <laughs> okay. So pick one of my burgers. I'll pick one of yours. Sounds good. Yeah, what was your first one? Peas a crowd. And your second one? Save the last ranch. And your third one? Sister chefs. <laughs> What's your first one again? <laughs> okay, I think your second one is your best. Save the last ranch? I think, yeah. Okay. Although the burger would probably be pretty gross. Uh, depends on how much you like ranch. Not at all. Okay. <laughs> Not in a burger. <laughs> Unless it's chicken, a chicken burger. Oh. Ooh, that could be good. Okay, so it's a chicken burger now. Do you like it? Yes. The name is what matters. (laughs) And what about mine? Uh, The first one, two for tuna, because it's the dumbest thing I've heard today, and that's the best thing ever. All right. Okay. So I guess we'll uh, we'll Rochambeau for it. All right. So here we are now doing a thing that's really great for an auditory medium. Sorry, guys. One, two, three. I won. It's paper. Okay, covers rock. so now it's two for tuna. Two for tuna! <laughs> Woo-hoo! Two for tuna! <laughs> All right. All right, this has been Burger of the Week. A Multiverse Radio production. Thank you so much for listening. The best way to spread the word, like you're spreading on some ranch on your Save the Last Ranch Burger, which was sadly our runner-up. Um, so the best way to spread the word or show your support is by leaving us a rating and a review on iTunes. And... Also, by just, like, telling your friends. Yeah. Go to a dance. Whisper it in people's ear. Hey, have you guys heard about Burger of the Week? Don't go to a middle school dance and do that. That's weird. Well, you can, as a chaperone. If, or if you're a middle schooler. Right, yeah. Yeah. 
You can find us on Twitter at Multiverse Radio or Facebook at Multiverse Radio Podcast. And you can send us an email at info at multiverseradio.ca. We also have a new No Context Bob's Burger Twitter account with funny screen caps, um, which is at no context underscore Bob's. We're also so go on find us there. Spotify. So you can scoop us up there and listen to us. We're also on Stitcher. Basically, wherever you want to find this episode, you can find it. Yeah. And I mean, there's dozens and dozens of previous episodes. So go check that out. Yeah. Next time, we'll be discussing Season 3, Episode 18. It's Snakes a Village. Ooh, I believe this is Gene's snake song. Ooh, I think so. I think we're going to Florida. Sunny Florida next week. Lovely. See you later. Bye. Bye.